With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. One thing we have to keep in mind is that, and we talked about it on the show, but at the same time, it comes from two different points. Then all of a sudden, you want to say, oh, what do you think? I think for me, I don't know if I can speak for everybody else. This is that is sports. sports. This is the place where sports opinions collide. Dead in sports. I'm your host, Kenneth Beans. Joining me on the show, we got Shelton J. What's happening, man? How y'all doing? You know what, man? I'm a little tired. Just a little tired, but I'm here. Ready to give the people to show what they what they showed up for. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm doing well. Outside of that, FIFO 24-7. Yes, sir. Uh, so yeah, um, Q will be joining us, uh, hopefully. A little later. Um, so he, uh, so we'll see. But he did send over the topics. So uh, we'll get into that um, later. But I think the most pressing thing of the day, uh, the biggest headline of the day was LaMarcus Aldridge yeah, um, retiring. And I was, um, I was out. And uh, Ramil from Low Mid sent it to, to FIFA and I. And it was it didn't really have, even have a lot of context. It was like, hey, y'all know Lamarcus Aldridge retired. Mm-hmm. It was like, no, was like, but huh? yeah, but all these things start going in my head. Is like, yeah, it's fitting because of the things that you know I've said. So once I found it, but I was like, nah, that something serious had to happen. Yeah, I had to fact check him. Oh, <laughs> I had to fact check him. <laughs> so when he said Lamarcus Aldridge retired, I'm like. Why? You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's just way out the blue. So then when I looked it up and it was like he had heart complications. Yeah. And a regular yeah. heartbeat, I was like, damn, bro. So I that mean, so yeah. that kind of sucks because I think that this is probably the best opportunity he's ever had to really win a chip. You know, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I think people don't really understand the the level of sacrifice that athletes have to make. They see the glitz and the glam and the lifestyle and the notoriety and the social influence, but LaMarcus had to put a lot of things on hold from a, from a family perspective, from a personal perspective, yeah. to pursue his dream of playing in the NBA. And I think, um, you know, you know, he said that he was scared, you know, and um, when, when, when something that serious happens, it's like nothing else matters. You, mm-hmm. you got to take care of you as preservation of self. So I 100 percent understand it. Um, but it's just sad to see, you know, how long he's been in the league and he's been a dominant player in the NBA and, you know, um, and a contributing factor to the Nets. Mm-hmm. You know, like right. it wasn't like he was just riding the pine like Brian Scalabrini or something nah, like that. Playing, he was playing well. He man. was playing really good. So, you know, I know that that was an extremely difficult decision, but an easy one, if that makes any type of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like what happened to Chris Bosch at a regular mm-hmm. heartbeat. Yeah. Um, well, I get it. Was this, did, did it say whether it was complications from COVID or not? He had it. I don't know if he did or not, but that's what, you know, the heart issues 
and COVID have been going hand in hand with athletes. So I don't know if, if he did or not. That's why I was asking if y'all may have seen something about that. So I'm not sure. I haven't. Uh, so I don't know, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if he's had COVID or not. Um, you know, or, or if this is something that, you know, he's dealt with, I'm actually trying to see if any new information is out, uh, since I heard about the news. Um, you know, cause it, you know, it just, it just popped out of nowhere. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and he, he was going to make them a problem. So, uh, and I know, I, and the thing about it is that I think, um, when I saw who who did the, who did the Nets lose to? They lost to the Lakers. No, nah, not the Lakers. It was somebody yeah. else. They lost to Lakers was the last loss. Mm-mm. No, they lost to somebody else too. Mm-hmm. Um, it was last night because Kyrie was the only one playing. Yeah, Kyrie scored thirty-seven, and I was like, "Oh, oh damn, they, what team was, was that? Was it Boston? Who was it? Nah, it was it wasn't Boston. Why well, can't they? Was it Philly? Yep, Philly. Philly. Yeah. Yep, Philly. Yes, well. Yeah, it was Philly. Um, and I was like, oh, uh, LaMarcus didn't play? So, because I was, I was looking, I was like, oh, well, you know, the the, uh, the Nets may have sat all their players, so that's why they got the win. Not to discredit Philly, but, you know. And, um, and L.A. didn't play, and now we know why. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was That was – that was kind of sad. Like you said, FIFO was <clears throat> it was prime time for him to win a championship at this point. And for it to be taken away like this is heartbreaking. It has to be for him. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, you know, some 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 guys just are not destined to win titles. Mm-hmm. You know, some are just and you know, they're just, you know, it's just it's just not them. Like you get on this super team that, you know. For all intents and purposes, should win the title, you know, with that stacked roster, and then this happened, and it's like, man, what do certain players have to do to win titles? And it's just, it just goes to show, man, just nothing is given. And when you think about, like, we criticize players, you know, or the media uh, tends to criticize players often for not winning titles, not winning rings, and stuff like that, you know. But at, at times, there are things that are just not under under their control, and. While LaMarcus Aldridge really wasn't on that level where you look at him as a guy that should or should not win a title, it just made me think of other players like a Barkley, even though he played in the finals. But other players like that that, you know, never got a chance to win one. And I don't think that, you know, uh, should diminish their career. It was just the way things uh, things turned out. So, sucks for him, man. Yep. Um, Man. Uh, so I was wrong, FIFO, last night. Mm. So the uh, Luca mm-hmm. beat the Grizzlies, mm. and not yeah. yeah so and Steph did you Curry saw what did. John Morant said? He said he had to tip his hat to him. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. no. Oh. What he said to the uh, about the Grizzly fans? Nah. What did he, he say? He was basically saying like, if you if you not out here cheering for, um, you know, saying. The Grizzlies that you need to, you know, say not, 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 not cheer at all. Like, you know, what I'm saying like just, just go find another fan, go find another team. Why he mad? I don't know, cause I, I didn't watch the game. I saw highlights of that game, so I don't know, you know, what it was. I don't know if like maybe the fans were booing because they lost again or something like that. I'm not sure. Man, Drummond just stay hurt, don't he? He's hurt again. 
Yeah, like he, his toe got stepped on. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, they're gonna hold him out. Uh, so yeah, that was about an hour ago, and then he was he was hurt for something else any uh, recently. So, um, anyway, but yeah, but no, I didn't even get a chance to see see that shot by Luca. But they said it was crazy. Yeah, it was, but, it was a crazy shot. It was it was it was a crazy shot. It just looked like a circus shot, and it went in, but. That was that was a heck of a comeback because they had no chance in that game, if you ask me. In the end, you know, in the end, but somehow they pulled that out, and that was that was a defining moment for him. You know, you could put that on on his list of accolades, and a lot of people said in uh, on Wait, the that shot? Reddit, yeah, yeah, I consider be in this highlight package. Yeah, um, just the way the, the way he made the shot and in the moment. And uh, a lot of people said in the Reddit thread that, you know, we were crazy for not adding them in our superstar list. <laughs> <laughs> he was my honorable mention though. Yeah. And, and just and cause thinking, we, we did it in order. So he's not a top eight superstar to me, but he's right. definitely a superstar for me. Thank you. FIFA. I agree with that. I think that we, we, we chose to narrow it down to eight and, he didn't make that top eight today. Yeah, he's not top eight, but he, but he a superstar though. Yeah. You know, because he already has the built-in international. You know what I'm saying? Like he already has that built in. Um, and and in all honesty, let's be honest, in this league, he's a minority doing what True. he's doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and he has a swag to him. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot of great European players, you know, Tony Kukos, Vladi, mm-hmm. um, you know, Chris Stapps. You know, there's a there's Peja. a lot. Peja. Even Dirk, Dirk had a Dirk had to learn the swag. You know what I'm saying? By the end, Dirk has swag. At the right. beginning, Dirk was a damn deer in the headlights. But Luca has swag from day one, and it's different type of swag. You know what I'm saying? So he is a superstar, 100. It's just he's not top eight. Come on, man! I, right. Over he over even and Giannis wasn't even in my top eight. I can't put Luca over Giannis just yet. Right. Even though. If I was starting a franchise, I would take Luca uh, over. Well, well, people, this that's shot is some bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> I'm sorry. That, that, this that shot got is com- that got his comment yeah. was disrespectful. Anyway, though, people. Like, what was the last one you said, Shelter? I'm sorry. I, I said that Giannis comment and rating was disrespectful. Anyway, you you can't. There's no way you can't put Giannis in your top eight superstars because the man, whether you like him or not, he's a two time MVP. How could he not be a superstar? No, he is a superstar. He was just an honorable mention. How can you make... If this man is the reigning MVP, how is he not a superstar? He is. He's just not top eight. How is he not top eight? Who is eight players that are... Because it's my list. And that's a little bit of the bias I have. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You had Giannis in your top eight? I can't remember. Giannis was number four on my list. Ooh, that's way too high. (laughs) <laughs> There's no way. There's no way to make my list. Yeah, I know. Players bigger than Giannis in this game. But you know what, Shelter? I think you're the only one that had Giannis on their list. Yeah, and that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that Two-time crazy. Two-time MVP. The now, here, here's that's, the thing. That's cute. Giannis is top 10. Yeah. If we had a 10, he'd be top 10. Giannis is top, down when Giannis I'm is top four. <laughs> he's top four, and in a lot of lists, he's top three. I, a lot of people say four is too low for a two-time. I mean, the league thinks he's in the, in the top three. You keep going well, the to league, the two-time MVP thing. Like, that's 
a great accolade and all, but I don't think that's enough to to um to put him that that high. The most value, the reigning most valuable player in the league is yeah, not a superstar. It's not a top eight superstar. Nah. Man, he's a reigning MVP. He's the re- he's a champ right now. He's the people's champ. Who's champ? Steve Nash he, was was one two. Well, now now we were talking past tense. I would be a little more lax about it, but we're talking current MVP. Mm-hmm. So you cannot. There's no way you can put eight people above the current MVP. If that was the case. He wouldn't be the MVP. He wouldn't he even be in the no, top two. Yeah. Um, has he played in the finals? Nah, no, he, he has not. Yeah. But that's not a prerequisite for being a superstar. Uh, I mean, it helps. It helps because, <laughs> you know, you, you if, if he, I'll put it to this way. If he played in a finals, you know, I, w- I would definitely rank him a little bit higher. Um, you know, and, you know, I mean, I got Zion at number eight. So, you know, if you want to say that Giannis is, you know, over Zion because of two MVPs, then go right ahead. But at the same time, I, I don't know how many people, you know, I mean, Giannis is cool, man. It's just, he just, I don't know, man. It's just too many, too many flaws. I know he has an international appeal. The man can it's, play. I just here's, eight yet. Here's the thing for me. I mean, the finals, even the, the finals thing is is, is dope. And, it, and it, it's it's part of it. But at the same time, this is a team game. So I can score 55 points in a game and we still could lose. So mm-hmm. because of the players I'm playing with. So for me to win MVP means I stand out, me personally. And like I said, if it was a past tense award, I would be leaning towards y'all because I get what y'all are saying. But because it's present tense and because we're speaking of the present and we're speaking of the present for two years in a row, there's no way we could eliminate that man off the, off the Mount Rushmore of current basketball players. Just he, current. He, he, here's the thing to me again, like I'm not going to argue that he's not number four. You know what I'm saying? But that's your list. This is my list. Now I, now I agree that he, he is one of the best players mm-hmm. um, and he affects Outside of probably LeBron and CP on that list that I made a top eight, he's the, and maybe, no, I can't even say stuff. Um, I would say that Giannis is the third best player in, in a sense of affecting winning, just winning, regular season, whatever. Uh, in terms of getting your win percentage up, Giannis is going to do that for you. Yeah, He's a superstar. But at the same time, the flaws are too big in my opinion, to not be corrected by this time in his career. You know what I'm saying? Like, he should, they shouldn't be losing because of him. They lose in the playoffs because Giannis cannot dominate the way he dominates in the regular season. To me, that's purely on him. So, yes, that is a knock. Yes, it is my bias. You know what I'm saying? Because it's my list. But he is top 10, though. Like, I can't, I can't be that disrespectful to a two-time MVP to a motherfucker that damn near averaged 30 and 15, mm. like from, from a perimeter standpoint, he has a big man height, but he, he plays on the perimeter. Yeah. It, so, so even if I took off Zion, I would put Luca at that spot before I would put Giannis. 
if, if man, talk, y'all, y'all disrespectful. If we talk about so, if if I look at my list and talk about playoff moments, I don't have any. Right? That's mm-hmm. a, that's a legit mm-hmm. criticism. But Luca, the impact Luca has had in the playoffs, he's hit game winners in the playoffs mm-hmm. in big moment. He took oh, yeah. the Clippers. You know, he basically dragged the damn Mavs into competing with the Clippers. Give me one Giannis playoff moment. Shelton, he's on your list. Giannis just really, Giannis, Giannis really, <clears throat> it, it, and you're right, it's, that's really not the game that he's shown to have. But it doesn't take away from the fact that this man averages a double-double. In, he, he still averages a double-double in the playoff. He top 10. Mm-hmm. That top ain't 10. top 10 worthy. That's, that's top That's top three, four worthy. Nah. Ooh. Nah. No, 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 no. Nah. Man, eight, eight. Four is way too high. Like to me, in all honesty, I take James Harden. Where everything that Giannis, where everything Giannis does on the defensive end of the floor, you know, and and you got to play defense to win championships, but you still got to put the ball in the bucket. Um, And and Giannis doesn't do that in a half court good enough for me. I would take Harden. And I'm not saying, and I'm not saying that Harden is a better overall player. Harden is better offensively. You know, mm-hmm. shit. Hard, we haven't seen a player score like Harden ever. He he is extremely unique. And he's still doing it on a loaded so, Yep. So let me ask you, because on Embiid, uh, Joel Embiid was on all our lists, right? Yeah, what he was on mine. Huh? Yeah, he was on mine. What was, he, what was his playoff moment? Uh, he had a big game against Boston. Yeah. Um, I, 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 can't, I can't give you, like, one play in Correct. that game. So, so you gave but, me, a but game. he's had a big game, and they weren't but they you, weren't losing you, series because of him. Yeah, I, I can't can make say that. Yeah, I, I can make that. that. Mentality, yeah. Ken. You know, you know how I feel about Giannis. That's that's his main weakness. I'm talking he's about Embiid. Yeah. Oh, I I said Giannis. I meant I meant yeah, Joel Embiid. Yeah, I meant Joel. Oh no, man. That, seven games. You know, uh, the only thing I would I would the only credence I would give to that is that in that series they lost to the Raptors. He was hurt, so he was in and out. And and I, I'm still convinced that if he was fully healthy, they would have won that series. And I think health played a, a factor. So, I, I mean, I can give you guys that. But I think in terms of popularity, I think Embiid is way more uh, popular than Giannis. And, no, um, man. Giannis is a household name. And that, that that's another reason I was going to say him. Like, Giannis I got is a household name? Yeah. People know who Giannis is. They don't know his last name. They can't pronounce his last name, but people know Giannis. <laughs> Giannis is up there. I didn't know Giannis was a household name. That's news yeah. to me, but okay. And then Joker was on my list, and Joker deserved to be ranked high, but he ain't higher than Giannis. Mm. I love yeah, Zion. Got, Zion's, on, Zion's on my list, but now, now, now that I think about it, once again, I, I think that I would have to put... <clears throat> Because of his playoff moment, if you want to count that too, Luca would have to go right above Zion, which would make Zion an honorable mention. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, because I mean, of the playoff moment. Yeah, yeah. And I was just saying, if if, if I was to edit my list uh, to include that as like part of a requirement, um, then I will put Luca in there um, based on those things. But um, but I, you know, I, I like Giannis, man. I, but I, I just he's he just he's lost some some steam to me, man. Oh, thank you. Uh, Wu Young says uh, Giannis averaged 27, 14, and six 
in the playoffs last year. Thank you for those stats, Will Young. So, what what was the shooting percentage? Hmm. He can get that by just walking on the court. Like that's easy for Giannis because he's a superstar. You know. Yeah, we're not. We're not. Look, we're, we're all in agreement. He is where he is. That's the difference. But he is, and he's top ten. See, here's the thing. I think he gets penalized for what he doesn't do, which is still better than what people can do. If that makes sense. But you, but you know what though, Shelton? There, there's a blueprint um, on how to win the game. You know what I'm saying? There's a blueprint on how to win championships, right? And, and I, don't, I don't buy all this. Sh- well, here's, okay. So there, there's some players that I buy that championship isn't the biggest thing for them in their basketball career. I under, the reason why I understand that is because you have to have balance. There's some people that are extremely maniacal and that's the only thing that drives them. And then that means that there has to be people that they don't give a shit, right? So I get that. Mm-hmm. However, the, the top tier guys, the top 10, top 15 guys in the NBA, we expect them to compete for championships. If that's not what's driving Giannis, then that's another flaw. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it's not about highlighting what you don't do well. It's about highlighting what you need to do to win the championship. Right. We got on LeBron mm-hmm. for not having a, a back to the basket game. We got mm-hmm. on LeBron for not having a consistent jumper. What does LeBron have now? A back to the basket game. Is he dominant? Does he does he dominate the game with his back to the basket? No. But if he has a little point guard on him, that's what he's going to do. And he has multiple moves there. He has a consistent jumper. Now, has he shot some Dame Lillard, Steph Curry threes and airballed him? Yeah, but he's made a couple of those too. And he's the he's the best three-point shooter that the Lakers have to offer mm. over the last two seasons. So, so, so. My point is that where Giannis is right now, I'm not even saying he should shoot 35, 36, 37% from the three-point line. I'm not even talking about the three-point line. Giannis is so dominant that all he needs is a couple of face-up moves and a couple of back-to-the-basket back moves. He, Bro, he is one dribble from the three-point line and dunking. Yeah. You don't need a lot of moves, but you need moves. At the end of the day, you got to be able to absorb double teams and make plays you cannot allow people to wall you off in the playoffs you cannot allow people smaller than you to guard you primarily obviously they always bring a second or a third defender but you can't allow that that needs to be a foul or and one yeah that's my issue we gotta uh, and i agree like i said i I don't disagree with any of that I, i i think that Giannis has a lot of room for growth that we haven't seen yet i think that it which is, is are we ever going to see it? Probably not, because we would have saw it by now. But even taking all that in consideration, he's still head and shoulders better than his competition in most cases. So in saying that, I just think he he's just rated a little bit higher. Um, we got a super chat from Kayla McCoy. As always, man, we appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for rocking with your boys. Appreciate all y'all with the super chats. Y'all keep them coming. Kayla, I had to find his because he'll super chat. Then he'll say the question. But he said, we can't ignore that Giannis got gentlemen swept by a number five seed. Mm. And that is true. But like somebody said right after you, and won one series by itself. So, yeah, he he lost. And once again, did he play his best game? Not all. He he ain't giving us his best. I I still think Giannis has another gear, another level, and he needs to work on his game in the offseason. At some point, just like Ben Simmons, same thing. They still have to take steps 
naturally to get better than where they are. That's what keeps Ben Simmons from being. But a how superstar. many more off seasons though? That's my question. It, it should have been here by now, but once again, even if he peaks out and never does, Giannis is still up there. He's still ranked high. He's still a two-time MVP. You can't take that away from him. And of he's course. the reigning current MVP. That's that says a lot for me. Okay. Well, and B about to snatch that. <laughs> but um, all right, man. Let's get into this uh main topic, man. Uh it's about the Clippers. It's what Q sent over. Um, hopefully he'll he'll be able to join us. But um, Q ain't coming. Re- huh? <laughs> Q ain't coming. Nah, because I, I really want to know what he mean by Kawhi Watch. So I don't know if if he's wondering if they're gonna leave after this season if they don't win it. But uh, I guess I'll start with the first one. Um, has the Clippers gotten a pass for the twenty twenty season? I mean, losing a three-one lead supposed to be the bad. What? 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 what it, Kawhi had the little crown on the mm-hmm. the dash on the on the mirror and stuff like that. Said it was his city. You know, Pat Bev running around the court, uh, yelling and barking at everybody, telling what he what he tells Steph Curry. You had the last five years; the, these are mine, and we can't we can't find him anymore. Um, and only for it to go down in an embarrassingly tight fashion. And uh, here we are. So when you really think about it, have they gotten a pass for 2020? I think they have. They have. Why? They, they got a pass. And, I, and I'll tell you what saved them, actually. Um, the real thing that saved them has been the headlines this year, the injuries and the thing that's going on. You focus on this year more so than focusing on their failures from last, if that makes sense. That's their pass. That's really the only thing that saved them. Plus, we didn't have a full offseason like normal to dwell on the season before. Last year was kind of like, because it was it was so off, and y'all know I got to ask you about it. Y'all know how I felt about that. But anyway, the fact that this season rolled around so fast, it seems like a continuation of what we just left off. It seems like the second part to this story happened so fast that we didn't get a chance to dwell on last year and kind of give them the business like they deserve because they deserve to be chastised and, and scrutinized and, you know, talked about for what happened last year, but they were saved by the quick turnaround and that's putting it plain and simple. I don't know, Sheldon. I think that's giving them a pass, you know, about taking that angle. I think, you know, if, if we look at, this is why I don't have Kawhi on my superstar list. Mm. Because he doesn't get scrutinized like like a bunch of other superstars. Mm-hmm. If, I, if if I Steph Durant his, his circumstances different. I know, but but yeah, like, you no know, real for real. Giannis, if Giannis would have done that, like if Joel Embiid would have done, has that, done it. Um, three one lead. Well, I'm top just saying, team, like but, those circumstances, and it just fall apart. No, nah, Giannis I hasn't mean, had that. Steph hasn't had that. They they would they would have they would be they would still be talking the, about the, it to the, this the, day. But but the reason why I think that it's okay to give them a pass year one. It's it's year one. It's a, it's a lot of changes. It's a lot a lot a lot a lot of changes outside of LeBron, and we know it's primarily because of LeBron. No shot to D Wade or you know them dudes is great too. But wherever LeBron goes, you go to the championship with him, right? Um. 
and Boston is the only two teams that in year one, when you put something crazy together, that it's worked like that. And you actually got even to the dance because Miami didn't win it the first year. They got there, but they didn't win it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's just one of those things that, um, you know, and what do I always say? Like, you got to give things a little bit of time. Um, it, it, it was unfortunate. See, the reason why I think that people are so ready to pounce on them is because of how much shit they talked. And they didn't back it up. Because even though the Heat didn't back it up, at least they got there. These guys were talking like they won it already. But they, they didn't get pounced on, though. Like, they, it was in the moment, mm-hmm. all the jokes and stuff like that. But that was it. They're, like, they still clown the Warriors for th- blowing a 3-1 lead, being 73 and 9. I understand it's a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. It's, but, a, it's, it's a little different. And then, and then the other thing, too, is this. I, I think that now is the real pressure. That first year, it was like, okay, yeah, y'all nice. Y'all nice on paper. How's it going to look? Did they get where they needed to go? No, they lost in dramatic fashion. People had to go to the title. Like, they were saying nobody Ooh, was going to beat them. Not many people on this telecast. We had one. We had one? I said not many people. I know you. <laughs> Come on, man. You know, and that's why I didn't want to say no names because he ain't here to defend himself, but it is what it is. You know, um, that's why you got to listen to people that know what the hell they're talking about. But with that being said, man, like, look, year one was year one. It was bad. It looked bad. It tastes worse because of how much shit they talked. Now, we know that that wasn't who you are. And now you better win. I don't think people care anymore. You don't? Nah, nah. Like when when this season started out the gate and they started out hot, people were like, oh man, they're gonna make up for new coach in town. They fired Doc Rivers. They blamed him. They blamed PG thirteen. Even at, they had like Kawhi didn't even play in that game. It didn't. That's what I was gonna say. That that was the point I was gonna make. Ken, you're right. Now we talked about pandemic P. Everybody talked bad about Paul. Paul George caught it, so he heard it. Yep. But you're right. You, nobody said Kawhi. It was all Paul George. It was it was everybody else but but Kawhi. Yep. You, you, but but you know what though? Here, here, here's the thing. This is this is also one of my theories, right? Like superstar players in the playoffs can should be the best player on the court five to seven games in a seven game series. Five to seven games. That is the minimum that a superstar player should come up to show up and ball the hell out. Where it's going? Go ahead. Kawhi, I don't know if he balled for five games, but he balled multiple games in that series. He balled multiple games. Game seven, he looked like a bum just like PG. He did. But PG looked like a bum that entire series. No, he did not. For the most... No, how, he did not. How many, how many good games did he have in that series? He only had outside... We're going to take the six games. The six games. He had one where he scored 10 points. Mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard, in those six games before game seven, had one where he scored 13 points and Paul George got off. They kind of took turns. Mm-hmm. They they were like Kawhi had 24, average 24. Paul George had 21. People forget Paul George had some games. Like I went and looked at the box score. That's how I know. So because mm-hmm. there's what I think happened and then there's mm-hmm. what happened. And and nah, he was like right. And plus, I was arguing with Nick about it because he wanted to throw stats and try to basically kind of go at the angle like Kawhi was balling, you know, that whole series. Like, nah, Paul George got off, man. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the backboard shot happened. <laughs> but, 
But people forget, like, Kawhi was stinking up the joint. Yeah, no, no. Kawhi was equally as bad in that, yes. in that game six. Yeah. Equally. And, and, and the thing about why I, I understand where you're coming from with that, we also hold superstars accountable. Like, when the, those five games, one of those five have to be when your team needs you the most, and that's mm-hmm. game seven. Mm-hmm. So he mm-hmm. picked the wrong game to yeah. not he, – he picked the wrong, wrong one of those five that you mentioned. So – I think they've gotten a pass, and, you know, it is what it is. I think people were enamored. They were caught up in the allure of Kawhi going to Toronto. So there was not a lot of narrative built into it. Oh, he went to Toronto, won a chip in his first year. People run around saying he was the best mm-hmm. player in the world. They think that he's like LeBron. Wherever he goes, he won mm-hmm. a title. No, nah, you know, like that. and He ain't you know, got it like that. There's only one player I've ever seen have it like that. It, it can happen this Damn, year. It could no. happen this so year. If, so my question to y'all is if, if Brooklyn loses – Will they get a pass? We'll be back after this quick break. Based on what FIFO said, that it it's takes possible. a year. It's, it's possible. They would, there's no way in hell they're going to get a pass. No, they, they won't shouldn't. get a pass. They got you, way you, too and, much firepower. And, and that's what I was about to say, is that, you know, Kawhi is Kawhi. Kawhi is nice. And Kawhi is, you know, he the claw. But KD is like, bro, like we, we talk at all time, most efficient scorer, like, you know what I'm saying? He's top two in terms yeah. of efficiency. Then we got James Harden, Mr. 50-point triple-double, and he got Kyrie, the best one-on-one player. Like, we can say about Kawhi, arguably the best two-way player in basketball. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. What you could, what could you say about PG? Top five two-way player? Top seven two-way player? We're talking about, like, guys that are really good at what they do versus the best that damn near ne- ever done it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we're talking about efficient scores... Name me a player more efficient than KD. I, I haven't seen it with my two eyes. Um, then you talk about best handle ever, hands down, Kyrie. Ky- Kyrie get whatever the hell he want, whenever the hell he want. And then James Harden. We've not, I've never seen somebody get fouled or go to the free throw line as much as him outside of Shaq. Like, like yeah. these guys are the best almost ever at what they do. Kawhi and PG are not the best ever at what they do. Right. So, right. you know, that yeah. there's levels to this shit. And it is. It is. Brooklyn's level is a lot higher. So I saw a we, stat. That's it. Oh, go ahead, Shelton. I was just going to say we got a super chat again from Kalen McCoy. Appreciate you as always. We need to admit the luck of Kawhi. Huh? He said we need to admit the luck of Kawhi. I agree with that. Leprechaun okay. champ. Yeah, he, he I, was I, drafted I, into a perfect situation. He was. He went to Toronto on a on a pretty good team. It wasn't stacked or anything, anything like that, but they were definitely a playoff team with a rookie coach, Nick Nurse. Ain't nobody know who the hell he was. Mm-hmm. And then they got to the finals. No clay, no KD. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then you start looking at it like there is no matchup for you on this squad now. Mm-mm. So of course he did what he was supposed to do. Correct. Yeah, yeah I'm with I'm with, thank you. Thank you, Kaylin, man. Appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, I agree. I was no, I was no. thinking it earlier. Y'all agree? Yeah. Um, what was you gonna say, Ken? No, nah, it, it was a stat I saw. Uh, I don't know if I saw it on Twitter, but it said um, it said that since Rondo has joined the Clippers, they are seven and zero. Now, this stat can be misleading because I don't know how many games he's played out of those seven. Uh, so you know what people do with stats, but. I think the question is, could he be the the answer that they need to get to the finals and win it? Because he didn't miss some piece. 
My my answer to the question is definitely yes. And the reason why I say that is I was watching some comments from Paul George after I think his first or second game with them. And he named him as the unquestioned leader. He was that person that they were missing. Um, in Kawhi, you have a quiet captain. You have a person who leads by example, who, um, who does it more so than speaks it. And Paul George, you have a person who really needs to concentrate on his own game and making sure he's in the game mentally prepared to go and do things. In Rondo, you got the floor leader. You got the general who can put you in the right positions, who can watch from the sidelines and tell you what to do and garner that respect from his teammates throughout the game. So that's the piece that was missing off a team like this is a person that could bring that team together and who could help set them up to be in the right position to win. No, he's not the best athlete. He's not the best shooter. He's not the best defender. He's not the best anything. But he's one of the best leaders in the NBA. That's something you can't teach. You can't teach that. That's something that he came into the league with and has still to this day. Well, he learned it, but he and developed it. But he already had it. CP3 has it. LeBron has it. Those are, uh, are just a few who can affect the game without their play on the court. And he's probably the best out of everybody at that. And I think wherever he goes, he brings like a moxie and a, and a attitude about him that helps to dictate the game. Him and CP3 are the best at that in the world. Hmm. And yeah, he, I think so. I think he can, he can make the difference. I'm going to say no. Um, man, I, I'm, I'm a big time Rondo fan, but I think his impact and influence might be a little bit overrated here. Hmm. Um, I also think that there are just certain organizations that are just destined to just not win anything. But, you know, the Cubs broke their curse. You know, um, so things happen. Cleveland finally got one, but it took a guy like LeBron to do it. So you need players that can break through that. And and Rondo, man, I, I, I think what, what I heard, Shelton, that, and I haven't heard that until you said it, that's, that's concerning to me. When you've been playing this season this many games as many games as they played and this guy come in and he's automatically the leader what the hell was going on before he got there who was leading the team before he got there you know i know Kawhi, and and that was a criticism of Kawhi that he's just too quiet like you know he's too standoffish um we already know about paul george but you know and lose the coach so i you know i don't know what you expect from him you know but for him to step in and be the leader automatically like that, that's a lot of influence and weight that they're giving this guy. And and we've seen in moments last year where when he was on the court with the Lakers, you know, he was like bad for them. Like he wasn't a factor. That's why people were actually a little bit surprised that he made as much of an impact as he did in the playoffs. But he went through a stretch where he wasn't good. So what happens when that happens in the finals and you don't have LeBron or AD to back that up. So I don't think, I, I think it's been, I think his impact has been a little bit overrated, man. I know there's playoff Rondo, but I think he's probably been a little bit overrated here. See, 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 this is, see, this is why you gotta have a point guard on the show. Um, <laughs> it don't matter how old a point guard is, man. The mind is always fresh. And, and I, I agree with Shelton. Um, 
both PG and Kawhi are finisher wings. They're not initiator wings. Now, can they do it? Of course, mm-hmm. because they, they're that skillful. But if you are consistently asking PG and or Kawhi to initiate offense, get everybody else involved, like, like, like control the flow of the game, you're literally taking those guys out of their game. That's not their game. You know, so I definitely think, and even Pat Bev, Pat Bev is a defensive point guard. Lou Will is an offensive combo guard. They didn't have the guy that's just going to set up the table. You look at some of the um, playoff moments just last year during the championship run in the bubble that Rondo had. There was one game I couldn't even tell you. I want to say it was like game five or game six against uh, Denver. The man scored like 19 points in 20-some minutes. Rondo. Rondo's mm-hmm. not known for scoring. but but. Great point guards know what their teams need when they need them. Sometimes, you know what? This guy, he can't guard me. I'm going to get to the bucket. Or we're only two fouls away from the penalty. We need to get to the penalty now. I'm going to force the issue. That's where Rondo's thinking. Kawhi, his job is, let me get to my spot. You don't, you don't got to think. Like, like when you're a receiver, when you're the finisher, you don't have to think about those little nuances. That's the reason why Rondo is valuable regardless of wherever he goes. Now, I'm not saying that he is the difference between a championship or not, mm-hmm. but that is the expectation there. Mm-hmm. And having a guy like that gets you closer to fulfilling that. So therefore, it does compound the pressure because now you got the a guy, maybe not the right guy or the perfect guy, but a guy that completes your biggest void. So it is not overstated. It's exactly what they needed. Um, And Rondo, at this point in his career, all he's doing is competing for championships. This is the perfect situation for him. It is. You know, and I think uh, Kawhi, or it has been reported, uh, that he does want uh, a real point guard. I don't know how bad Lou Will took that, but I don't think Lou Will took it it well. But... um, but yeah, they said that he wanted a, a point guard, so he don't have to do those things that you you're speaking about, uh, FIFO. So, um, but again, it also sounds like it could be another baked in excuse for why they didn't make get 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 it last it, year. It, nah, 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 kid. Come on, man. Look, 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 look. It, it's come on. It, basketball is like pieces to the puzzle, mm-hmm. and it, it all depends on how or where you start. The Clippers start with PG and Kawhi Leonard. What what are the attributes of those guys? And then now you got to fill the void. They had a big void in somebody that can create offense for them. Somebody, and not even like create offense because obviously PG and Kawhi can do, can get buckets off the dribble. But what about everybody else? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like, like that, that's, that's the, that's the role of the point guard is to tell people, Hey, Kawhi got to go and move the hell out of the way, get on the ball or Hey, move the rock because we need to cut down this. Rondo is perfect, Ken, and and I I I think I think you're being slightly, not highly, <laughs> but slightly disrespectful to the point guard. Okay, all right. So playoff P since we're oh no that, <laughs> not, that's something different. I mean, is it? Is, I mean, but is, <laughs> is this his chance for redemption? They win a title. No, it is. Yeah. It is. Oh, it yeah. is. Like at the end of the day, for them to win the title, he gotta he got he gotta play, yeah. you know, at, at an A plus level. It's just it is, bro. You're the second best player on a championship team. Mm-hmm. That means at minimum you gotta play like Scottie Pippen. That's what you are. You gotta go lock fools up. They ain't going crazy. Obviously, superstars, you're not gonna sh- shut them down, right? Mm-hmm. For the most part, but you gotta slow this up. 
Like you, hey, get him angry, get up under his skin, take a couple hard fouls, do what you got to do. But PG has to play at that level. He has to understand game time and possession, and he has to get away from the divaness. Oh, I didn't get this call. Why are you not calling the? F- no, get your ass back and go foul somebody. And then after they're shooting free throws, that's when you go blame the ref. You know what I'm saying? But like, like he needs to get away from the divaness, and he needs to. He just need. He just needs to to. He just need to hunker down, man, and be and stay focused. He got to go off. He got to go off. Man, he got to go off, man. If he goes off, yeah, I think he could redeem himself. 100. He, he should. And this is the year he should have a good playoff series, period. I think I think he will this year. I don't know where I get that from, but in my mind, I feel like he's going to have a, a, a good playoff um, playoffs in 2021. Hmm. It's time. Yeah, no, I, I think um, – you know, yeah, yeah. I think I think what hurt him last year was that Dallas series, because you know he he played well after that, but that Dallas series, people couldn't get that out of their minds, and um, you know, just kind of talking too much, you know, giving people too much um, meat to chew on, you know, talking about mental health and stuff, which is a real thing, and um, you know, and and but you know, people look at that stuff differently when it comes to that. And some people probably saw that as an excuse. So the last thing, uh, Kawhi. So I think this his contract is up this year. So if they don't get it done this year, does he come back? Like, is, is Kawhi on watch to go somewhere else? If he can't win here, is he like Steph? We got Steph watching. Now we, we may have Kawhi watch. Where, where would Kawhi go? Like, he, he could, but where Play would he go? LeBron? with LeBron. I, I think that is <laughs> that is not going. Nah, I, 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 that is a good question. I don't know, but um, you know, at, at some point, you know, maybe he looks at Paul George, especially Paul George. You know, doesn't do what he wants him to do or thinks he could do. Maybe like look to go elsewhere. You know, where where could he be helpful at? That's right on the cusp of winning the championship. Um, hmm. You talking about Rondo? See. Kawhi. Kawhi. Where can he go and be on the cusp of another championship? Yeah, like he could be the he could be the piss the piece that they they need. Atlanta. Hmm. Golden um, State with Steph. Golden State with Steph. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that would keep Steph there. Yep. That would definitely keep Steph there. Uh, Portland. He he gets oh, Portland. Yeah. Hey, Portland. hey, I'm penciling them in. Yeah, Portland. I'm nice. penciling because because at the end of the day, to win a championship, you still need a guy that can compete physically with LeBron. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't give a damn what else you got, how many flamethrowers you got. If you don't have a guy that can body with LeBron, see, because like look at what Golden State had, right? They had multiple guys, even uh pre KD, where Iguodala. Iguodala didn't have to score 30 points, mm. but he, shit, Braun came through that lane. And I'm not saying that Strip he hurt the ball. Him. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hitting them, just physically competing with him every play. Mm. You need guys like that. You know what I'm saying? And Kawhi is the ultimate guy outside of KD that you want to be able to challenge LeBron. So he go to Portland. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Yeah, that um, would be perfect. Where else? Where else Man, can you go? CJ and Kawhi. Even if they got rid of CJ. I mean, CJ, Dame, and Kawhi. Dame, Dame and Kawhi winning the chip. 
They yeah. make Kawhi win in the chip, yeah. bro. Um, Denver, but Denver is already an embarrassment of Porter, riches. Porter, man, he been, he been. I, I, man, I tell y'all, Christ, I, I tell y'all. Ne- next season, <laughs> next. Se- I'm telling you, Denver. You remember what I said in my three to seven? Whenever Denver's going to win a championship, is when MPJ is the guy. Yeah. Next year he's gonna be and yeah. Joker's still Joker's team, mm-hmm. but MPJ is gonna be that number one option scoring, especially yeah. with Joker coming back from injury. This, if I'm Mike Malone, I'm I'm telling MPJ, hey, get ready, bro. You about to get 20, 25 shots a game next year. Yep. Yeah. Like, yeah. He putting numbers. And then you got you got Bowl Bowl that should be rounded off in the form. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> hey, this, Ken, have you seen some of the moves that he's made? Like the man got ball handling. When does he play? He plays very sporadically. He plays very sporadically. <laughs> but I'm hey, look, okay, watch. Speaking of a Bobo S type player, I, I don't mm-hmm. should compare these two, but Mo Bamba, I don't know if you've seen anything. Daddy, he hurt again. He got hurt again, I'm man. About when he played, man. You know what, man? Like, like <laughs> he he just hasn't been on the court long enough for me to. I like them coming. Him. Yeah, like I, I like you. them coming in just because of the potential. He has a jump shot. I, yeah, I he's super he athletic. Was. But I didn't think it was there. But now that they got rid of those pieces and put him on the court, I was like, oh, he's yeah, he can play. Numbers. Yeah. Oh, remember when they drafted him? I'm like, bro, like, so you gonna get rid of Vucevic? It's right. Three years. Yep. So somebody, whoever's running that organization, was like, all right, man, we need to make a call. So, something has to give. Yeah. Like, why are you going? Why are you going to draft? somebody at your best player's position. Right. That, like, yeah. high in the draft. Like, come on, man. Like, y'all been messing up. Mm. All right. Uh, I guess Q will not make it. Yep. Uh, so you want to get into the rebuilds or you want to wait for Q to do it? Because I, I know Q got some yeah, ideas. I, I know. I know. I just, we need him. <laughs> we need him. I know Q yeah. wasn't going to be <laughs> Q running late means Q's not coming. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, but yeah, I, I think one. Well, let's talk about one. We we'll at least talk about New Orleans because I think they're really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, because Lonzo's contract is coming up for renewal, right? It seems like they have definitely given the keys to Zion. Mm-hmm. How for does sure. one Brandon Ingram take that because it was his team, and two? What do they do with Lonzo? And three, if Zion is going to be the guy, if this configuration don't work that they built around him or that they kind of defaulted together, then how do you put this organization, how how do you do this? Because I think one problem that they have Mm. is Stan Van Gundy. 100%. Yes, that was a bad coaching hire. Yep, bad coaching hire. Yep, and 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 the fact that they jettisoned uh, uh, JJ Redick mm-hmm. says a lot. Yep. Um, and and what he's had to say about yep. the organization. Yeah, um, I, I I I've said it, and I and I'm not changing my stance. I think that this is the best complementary young core in the NBA. I agree. Pass first point guard, a do everything power point forward, and a scoring wing. With length and size, well, length size. You know, what I'm saying he's super lanky. But um, to me, th- th- this is what every organization that is going to rebuild should aspire to in terms of young talent. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and we didn't even mention Jackson Hayes. Mm-mm. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah. you got somebody to fill in the void once you move on from Steven Adams. So to me, they've done everything right. I like all of the moves outside of Stan Van Gundy. Um, you know, to me, he he he's not, I'm just not a fan. I'm just not a fan. And, um, you know, they're playing good because they're talented. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying he's a bum of a coach. I just, I don't agree with his philosophies. Um, but some of the other stuff, Ken, that you were talking about, um, how how Brandon Ingram feels about this not being his team. Um, I think Brandon Ingram is is the Eddie Jones of this era, meaning that he's going to put up numbers, right? He's going to put up 20 points a game. He's going to do it relatively efficiently, but you put him on a squad by himself, they're not a playoff team. Okay, I feel that. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I'm not saying that his stats are empty because he does hit big shots. Um, and you can tell his confidence is through the roof now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, he he's he feels like, okay, I belong. And half of y'all motherfuckers can't guard me. He believes that and you see that. But I just, I don't believe in him as a singular star. Mm. So right. whether however he feels, if I'm the organization, if he wants to walk in a year or two, I'll let him walk. Or I trade him. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm not committed all the way to him because he is not. I can go get another guy that can go get me twenty. I, I, yeah. I can go get there's guys that get buckets all day. I can go get a bucket getter. I can't replace what Zion does. I, and no, bro, was I, and I was saying it as a rookie. Mm-hmm. What Zion does is 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 so crazy because you technically are not really running plays for him. Yeah, he brings the ball up, high pick and roll. He's the ball handler a lot more now. Um but just the new his presence. You can't you can't recreate that. So to me um Zion and I would even say Lonzo are more important overall to the grand scheme than what Brandon Ingram is because of what he does. I can replace what Brandon, Brandon Ingram does easier than what I can replace what Lonzo and what Zion bring. Right. And I think Lonzo is really um, a key piece more than Brandon Ingram. I do agree with you there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I don't know why they brought in Steven Adams. Um, but yeah, I think you can let him walk and then you got Jackson Hayes. Because because Derek Favors went back to Utah. They yeah. wanted a and it, okay. and it made sense that you had a a, a bruising um uh, like but defensive don't player behind Zion. But, so but yeah. you got but oh. but how, how does Zion attack? Zion is more of a face up than a, a back mm-hmm. to the basket big, right? So when he faces up, he can go just around. get out of the way. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And Stephen Adams does the dirty thing. Hey, we got a super chat. Let me just do the super chat real quick. Hey, this super chat is from my mom. Oh, hey mom. Hey mama. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do y'all think that Isaiah Thomas is going back to the Celtics since the Pelicans didn't sign him to a two-day to a to a second ten-day, or will he end up with the Heat or the Bulls? It three, like um, Isaiah, not yet. Yeah, nah, he's not going back to the Celtics. Nah, I think he, I think I, I think he has bad taste in his mouth. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't yeah, go back. I think that that he he the Heat will be a good look for him. Personally, to be honest with you, even though they have a log jam at that spot, some of those guys getting injured down the stretch would give him the forward him the ability to play. He's a veteran point guard that can come in and get you some buckets. You know, Oladipo went down. We know uh, Drogic has injury issues at times. 
I, I just trust them a little bit to come in there and do like the little things. So I would I wouldn't be surprised to see him in the heat uniform. I um I think it's cute that they're giving him, you know, some money to pay his bills. But if we're being real, he's he's done. Yeah. <laughs> his value is relatively yeah, non existent. Yeah, he's done. There, there there's there's a lot of other point guards in the league that I would rather have over IT at the moment. Yeah, once once he once he hurt his hip, bro, it was a wrap. Yeah, because you talk about look like 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 if IT was like six four, six five, okay, maybe. You know what I'm saying? But when you you already five nine, bro, and trust me, I'm a short motherfucker too. So I, I understand. Um, and you can use short height to your advantage, but bruh, like you if you watch IT's game when he was dominant for Boston, averaging damn near 30 a game, mm-hmm. there there was a lot he had to do. Um, and even the way he plays, he Watch him shoot a jump shot. It's literally a jump shot. The man jumps like yay high off the ground just to get the shot off. That's a lot. That's expending a lot of energy. And then you also got to think about this. Even a fully healthy IT was one of the worst defenders in basketball. Yeah. So a diminished IT is definitely him and Trey Young are the two worst guys. You can't hide that. So for a team with playoff aspirations, you like that's the reason why I like the Heat because the Heat could surround them with other perimeter mm-hmm. defenders and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You can hide that's IT it. the most. So I, out of all those teams, he feels like a Heat guy. That's what, that's why I say that too. Like I said, if you need him, you need him just for spot duty. You don't. If you need somebody to come in for spot duty, I think he could do that. Um, yeah. I think he'd be a valuable pickup just for you know spot minutes. If a person, like I said, what happened last year with, with Drogic going down with the injury. You needed somebody that's a veteran presence to step in that can maybe get you 15 on a night if you need him to. Not every night, but on a night, he still can. So that's why I think he would be, he would have served. I agree. I agree. Because, you know, I still think IT special, you know, because if you look at his numbers when he came into the league, he was the last player drafted. Mm-hmm. And his numbers mm-hmm. were very similar to Kyrie. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely think he's special. And I think special players, even when they're diminished, they still have special moments. Yeah. They're just special. He, he had a he had a he had a number of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nah, he did. yeah, yeah. And it's not um, that far, not that long ago. But back to the, back to the original uh, question you asked. I agree with everything you said about Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram to me would be better served to look at like the Scottie Pippen type role for himself mm-hmm. in his own. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with being Scottie Pippen in this league. You know, learn to play some defense, but. I'm a scorer and I can finish, but I'm still secondary to a, a player like Zion. And I think that you're right about that. He can be replaced, but that's why that's how he can make himself valuable is just by, you know, doing the little things as well as scoring the points that he, he's been scoring. Because what I see in Brandon Ingram is what I always told you I wanted from Kuz. It's the same type thing. They'll never be the number one option on the team that's going to be successful, but they could be an important cog in championship material. So, yeah, I, I think that that right there is the main thing. You know, if Brandon Ingram's smart, he'll concede that role, be like, look, man, I understand I ain't the man, but I'm going to get mine, and I'm going to do what I need to do to help this team win and and move from there. Because I don't know anywhere he can go and be successful as the leader as currently constructed. No. He's yeah. not that kind of guy. Nah. He's just not. And like I said, um, there's nothing – there's nothing wrong with that. It ain't nothing wrong. You know, Scottie Pippen. That's easy for us to say, though. Player. You know, because, you know, for a while, I mean, everybody was talking about him and Zion comes and 
next thing you know, he's like chopped liver. Nobody no, cared about liver. him. To, he's, to, he's still important. But he's important, but the attention that he had gotten. Oh, of course. You know, so his ego may have swelled. There were, there were times I would look on him on the court last year. I was like, I don't know how he feeling about this. Like he would four <laughs> shots. He would mm-hmm. he would ball hog yep, and stuff yep, like that. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I was like, yep. oh, he's still trying to figure this thing out because oh, you know, yeah. he had he had to share it again because he got away from LeBron to go right to Zion. That's <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So I but get, I, I, I think you know when you look at the Hornets, they got a you know, and I think maybe Lonzo's contract Pelicans is an issue. I mean, the Pelicans is an issue. But when you look, they got some really. Good solid pieces, you know. Mm-hmm. Josh Hart, um, Nikhil Alexander Walker has shown promise. You know, mm-hmm. um, we talk about Jackson Hage, which we haven't had a chance to see. So I think at that point, I mean, they're not going to be able to keep all of these guys, but you know, you you start to find guys that's suitable to replace them and get in a, a suitable coach because you know Stan Van Gundy, man, he's just a retread, and <laughs> you know his style, the way he do things, is just old, man. You need these, you need a younger you know, more a, a different type of coach that can relate or adapt to this 100%. generation. You know, one, one thing that always stuck with me about Stan Van Gundy, I say I've never been in no room with this man or nothing like that. I ain't got no contacts in, you know, locker rooms and shit like that. But one of the most biggest voices in basketball, Shaq said that when he was coaching the Heat, that Stan Van Gundy is the type of guy that's a nagger. Mm. He's just always whining, complaining about some shit. And, bro, I could tell you, especially, look, at the high school level, I more so understand it because you're building fundamentals. And 98% of high school players, they don't have the mental capacity. They don't have the IQ. So you need to stay on top of them. Plus, they kids, you know, I, I get it. College is where you start to give them a little bit more leeway. You give them concepts and you let them freelance a little bit more, right? Um, by the time you get to the NBA, you're a fucking professional. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If man to man, I need to tell you what you need to do, then you just do it. Like I, if I need to nag you, then you just on the bench, and you need to understand why you on yeah, the bench. That's real. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, and when Shaq said that, and then I started watching him on the sideline, every play, <laughs> like you, he just started to feel like a bad itch every time I watched him, <laughs> and I was just like, I'm, I'm just turned off now. You know, um, and just hear, again hearing what JJ had to say about it, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm good. And I think that that is an organizational mistake. Yep. Hopefully, it does not cost them a lot. You know what I'm saying? Because when you start to make bad coaching hires, um, certain players may get traded because you may favor the coach. That's the reason mm-hmm. why I'm always in favor of, um, <laughs> honestly, getting rid of getting rid of the coach first. When when shit don't go right. I'm going to get rid of the coach before I get rid of the player. I mean, the thing about the Pelicans is we shouldn't be talking about a rebuild. Like, No, not at all. You know, not they should right be ascending. Now. Yep. And yeah. and here we are. And I think part of that is because of Van Gundy. Well, honey. You know, and, and I don't, I'm not part of this generation, but my observations of the generation from afar and working with them is that they don't like that nagging stuff. Yeah. No, what, nobody yeah. does. Nobody does, but it's a little, it was a little different when I was growing up because we, we accepted it as yeah. is. You know, you can yell. And it was the culture. Us, you know, respect that authority. Look yeah. at Bobby Knight. Yep. A yep. motherfucker like Bobby Knight couldn't couldn't exist today. Nope. But nowadays, nah, that, that stuff ain't gonna fly. And they Mm-mm. they they are a little bit. They are more empowered to push back and say. Stuff oh, one hundred percent. You know, you know what? Another issue of mine is, especially with a Stan Van Gundy type hire. How does that interview go? 
Because if I'm yeah. David Griffin, I'm asking you hella questions about Detroit. Mm. Why did you make these decisions? Why did you know? There's a lot of why. Was he there when? Because Stanley Johnson was under him, right? He drafted him. He ruined Stan, Stanley Johnson. He did. Yep. He did. And I would have more questions. Like it'll. It would almost be rhetorical because it's like it don't matter what the hell come out your mouth, bro. I saw what you did. Mm-hmm. There is no reasoning for you to have handled the Detroit Pistons the way you did when you have full autonomy. They haven't even recovered. They're still trying to recover. Yeah. So, I, nah, bro, I'm I'd 100 million percent be. I, and, and you know how I feel about Thibodeau. I'd hire Thibodeau before I hire Van Gundy, and I'm mm-hmm. done with Thibodeau. And I'm and Thibodeau can still coach defensively. We're seeing it with the Knicks. Thibodeau still got juice in the coaching mm-hmm. tank. Stan, I'm out. I'm yeah. out. I'm out. Okay. Well, uh, so yeah, there are more teams we're going to look at. Um, so that is one, the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think this team has a nice core. I, I, I don't think they're in rebuild mode just yet, but it feels like they're going to enter rebuild mode because of Stan Van Gundy. 100. And that's going to be a problem. And you, and, and you know, you know what? Um, and we talked about it. When, when rebuilds go into ascension mode mm-hmm. is when you have your young, talented guys that are cheap for the next two to four years. Mm-hmm. Then you go get you a veteran that you pay for only two or three years and you surround them with veterans like a Gordon Hayward, like a J.J. Redick, like the Stephen Adams of the world. But once you start getting rid of the veterans, what the hell are you doing? That's a step backwards. Yep. That's a major step backwards because the youngins need the vets to understand how to win in the league. Mm-hmm. You cannot, I don't even, LeBron, you cannot win without veterans. Carmelo, remember we talked about it on Tuesday. He made the lead or he made the playoffs as a rookie. But that team was low. Kenyon Martin, Chauncey oh. Billups, uh, 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 Vashawn Leonard. Was Vashawn on that team? I think he was. I remember him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vashawn Leonard. Uh, 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 Birdman. Birdman was on that yeah, team at some point in time. Him. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, like, like they had veterans. Yeah. They have veterans. So it's like, yo, Carmelo. Yeah, that was a rookie mistake. But keep getting buckets. But this is what you need. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like there was that. But I don't know, man. Like, I, Stan Van Gundy. Come on, David Grip. Like, I, and you know what, man? To me, that's strike number one. Yep. That's strike number one. Because when David Griffith got hired, I'm like, okay, they're, they're, yep. they're going in the right direction. I, I thought the same, too. And it, who, who, what was the cause? Did they fire Monty? Yeah, I was. What was it Dave Griff that fired him? Or, or, or the previous regime fired him because of? I think it was the previous. Yeah, regime. it was the previous regime. Um. So who who did, who did they grip? I'm trying to think who did they have last year. I can't remember. Maybe it was Monty. I don't know. Let me see. Let's or was it Alvin Gentry? No, that Alvin was right. Gentry. Alvin Gentry. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, Alvin. It was yep. Alvin. It was yep. Alvin. It was Alvin. And you know, I'm I'm not I'm not that high on Alvin as a head coach. To me, he's the North Turner of the NBA. Dang. I get it. Oh wow! L- look at his head coach record. Uh, it's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, uh, we thank you guys for once again uh, showing up to the Thursday show. Uh, we'll try to have Q on next week. Uh, and uh, we'll be back next week, next Tuesday. Make sure you guys like and subscribe to the show and turn turn the notifications on, man. Oh, real, real uh, so quick before out. we go to, yeah. to, I wanted to see what get y'all's reaction to Jadavion signing with Cleveland. Man, look. There wasn't one for me. Well, there was really? for me, cause, cause here's the thing. I'm I'm over him. 
I'm not. I'm not. Well, here's the thing. He's not no superstar. Right, like, like, but but he's definitely a contributor. I'm just disappointed, man. I just I feel you so much. From we thought he was supposed to be the black JJ Watt. That's what he was supposed to be. He didn't become that, but he is a disruptor. Is. And when you look at that Cleveland squad, Maybe. it's like I don't think there's no other player in the NFL that has more pressure than Baker Mayfield. Oh, he's fine with pressure. Mm. He's last. Last season, that was a lot of pressure. It was. And he, and he rose. But you know how I feel? That had a lot to do with OBJ getting hurt. I don't, I don't know if OBJ is going to be back at the beginning. I don't know. I don't know. But what I do know is, is that there is no... Look, the best team in the AFC, th- th- there's two, right? Mm-hmm. The Ravens and, and, and the Chiefs. Those are the top two big dogs. And then Buffalo is coming up. Uh, Pittsburgh is a damn quarterback away from being great again. With that being said, there's the top two, then there should be the Browns. Then it should be the Browns. And yeah. I, nobody, no, are you taking the Browns as a serious Super Bowl contender? Now I am. And not because of Jadavion. I'm not saying it because of Jadavion. The only reason I say that is I think they got their whistle wet this year in that Pittsburgh series. I think they got a lot of confidence playing without OBJ down the stretch. And I just think this team got a chip on their shoulder now. They're going to come back stronger, which I, I never liked the Browns. I never have. I never thought much of Baker or the team. But like I said, this them winning that, that game meant the world to them. And I think they're going to come back and play strong this year. They won 12 games last year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that so, was a good team. Look, he, so th- th- this is the reason um, you, you, you swap out any of the top – 15 quarterbacks in the NFL and put them on that roster and it's Super Bowl expectation. Correct. That's a Super Bowl roster. Top to bottom. Offense, mm-hmm. defense, everything. Running back, wide receiver, O-line, D-line. Linebackers are decent. Secondary is improved. But that D-line is amongst the elite now, especially yeah. with adding Jadavion. So, so in my opinion, it, it's... The only reason why nobody is higher on the Browns is because of one player. Baker. And, and, I, agree. and I just I don't know, man. Look, look, th- th- this is this is make it or baker. Th- th- mm-hmm. Like this for real. Because if if you don't at least get to the AFC title game, you, you gotta move on. It, it's he's not that bro. You give Tom Tom Brady could come to this squad and win a Super Bowl. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Wealth of experience. He has way more experience than than shit. Um, Look, I put it to you like this: If Carson Wentz was on this roster with the year Carson Wentz had last year, they would be talking Super Bowl. They, I'm not saying they would be the favorites, but Browns and Super Bowl in the same sentence would make sense because he has more talent than Baker. I got you, Sam Darnold. I'm not a big Sam Darnold guy like that. I got you. I see more talent than Baker. Well, I don't know. They were saying draft. He's done. He's been better. Baker's had way more. Yeah, Baker, Baker's had the most chances of any quarterback I can think of. I mean, how, how many quarterbacks I mean, look, look, get I, drafted into a situation where you got Jarvis we talking, Landry, we, we talking like Njoku, two running backs, and yes. another OBJ? Like, who, who gets he, drafted and, into that scenario? And what did he do with him? Nothing. Oh, yes. Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes gets drafted into that scenario, and what happens? They they win a championship. You can't yeah. say that. 
nothing. The man got to the playoffs last year and won a playoff game. Last year. Yeah. But but but, but how, how many years has Baker been into the league? He didn't now? have all those pieces when he first got there. I don't, I don't remember. He had OBJ. He had a lot. He didn't have OBJ yeah, when he first got there. He had Jarvis Landry. No, he didn't yeah. have what they have on defense now. They have Miles no. Garrett and Denzel Ward, and that's about it. But we can't, we look, we 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 just not and he remember he took over halfway through his rookie year. Yeah. He had a they, bad they, first year with a bad coach. They changed the coach. Oh, so, oh, so you so you so you say he's a bad coach? The the, the guy that they hired. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because but remember, I was saying that I the reason why I was like, you know what, let's see if a coaching change makes a difference. And mm-hmm. and it did. Well, no, because remember they went to Freddie Kitchens first. Right. That's, but that's what I'm right. oh yeah. I'm talking about the bad coach. Oh, so so Freddie's the bad coach, not um who who uh, Hugh, Hugh Jackson. Yeah. No, I think they did him wrong. I think they did the brother wrong. Okay. But he he's he's done he's I think we're 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 hard on Baker. We had like Baker didn't have a good year last year. I guess that's that's what it sounded like to me. No, B- 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 Baker had Baker had an ascending year. Yeah, he looked very he average, pedestrian, and then OBJ got hurt, and he looked like a. And maybe you saw what type of guy, what type of players you need. Maybe he is the guy, and you just need to braid him up and just get him pieces. I don't know, but um, so are they gonna trade? Are they gonna trade OBJ? They should. They should look. I I think I think what happened to OBJ last year was a gift and a curse. It's a gift because you saw what Baker could or should be. Not what he could be, what he should be, because he proved it. Or what he can do. Or what he can do. Well, same thing, I guess. Right? And then I think for OBJ, it just proved that his value to Cleveland is just not there. You know what I'm saying? Because he struggled, and I don't think it's all 100% because of him. You know what I'm saying? There's Baker involved, the O-line. The O-line just got to elite status. Um, but with all that being said, I think OBJ's value to another organization a la Green Bay is way more to what it is for Cleveland. You know what I'm saying? Um, so so in my opinion, if I'm OBJ, I'm not going to make a big fuss about it. I'm not making a stink, but I'm like, yo, just trade me. Um, you know what I'm saying? Ba- ba- Baker's good. Y'all don't need me. You know, Jarvis is my brother for life. Even if I'm not playing on the same team, we're good. You know what I'm saying? Like, just trade them. Just trade OB. OBJ is too talented and too much of an influ- an NFL influencer to be put in another situation like Cleveland. Go send his man to the Chiefs. Go send him to the Pats, even. Go send him to Green Bay. Go send him... Shit, who... Go send him to Miami. You know, like, go send nice. him somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Like... His value to Cleveland just isn't there anymore, man. I, and it's just sad to see somebody that was literally that could have passed Jerry Rice now mm-hmm. not even be mentioned in the conversation at all. Like we talk, like OBJ was on a pace of all time. Like he's gonna be top three in almost everything, and now he's nowhere near that. Yeah, that's crazy. Hmm. All right, was that it, Sheldon? Hold on, let me ask y'all: Do y'all think OBJ comes back? A hundred, like, or does he look? Or is he gonna be different? His game's gonna be different. I think he's gonna be the same, but he's been quiet. He you know, been quiet. you know what that means? Yeah, he put he put in that work, work man. Yeah, work. yeah. yeah. I, I I would really like to see him in another uniform and give him, you know, give him a shot to kind of like you said, get back on track to do that. 
He just have to stay injury free going forward, though. That'd be the only thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, but I, I don't, I don't see how with with as many weapons in this offense and with how limited Baker is, because Baker is limited. But I still think they got a shot. Um, you won't be able to get him the ball enough for him to be the factor that he could be on another another roster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you put him opposite Devontae Adams, man. With a Rod, yeah, that'd be sick. There. With a Rod, that'd be sick. That'd be sick. Because like I said, in in, in um, Cleveland he wouldn't get enough touches for it to matter. Mm-hmm. Not at his level of dominance. Because you yep. got – them running backs got to get the ball. Yep. Like I said, both of them going to get the ball. Even receiving the ball out of the backfield, receive- they both yep. can catch. So yep. that's that's even more profit share that he won't touch the ball on. And it just makes sense. And then, and then when he is there, Baker's trying to force the ball to him, which makes Baker even worse. And, and you know, it, it just it's just not a good look. It's not. When he wasn't there, Baker relaxed. He put the ball where it needed to be and not where he thought it should go because he was trying to keep up with stats and making sure people were happy. Yeah, so that that don't work. He needs to be somewhere where they can get in the ball and make it happen for him. And like you said, Green Bay is ridiculous because Adams looked amazing. And he always has won me fantasy championships with double and triple teams. You know he's getting the ball. You know he's going to get the you ball. <laughs> and you still can't stop him. You can't yeah. stop him or, or Rodgers. Yep. And it's so funny when you watch Devontae and A-Rod play, Aaron Rodgers literally just throws the ball to a to a place. And he's like, Devontae going to go get it. If he don't go get it, it's going to be incomplete. <laughs> but Devontae go gets that. He's like Julio yeah. in, in that sense where mm-hmm. you just throw it up there, but he going to come down with it. Um, and I'm like, how? And then the crazy thing is, he's the goal line threat. It, it ain't yep. the running back. It's yep. him. Yep. They pass. Throw I mean, up. I said, I won the fantasy championship. Because I knew inside the 10-yard line, they're going to pass the ball, and they're going to throw it to Devontae Adams. People wonder why uh, Aaron Rodgers didn't run that in. It's because he's so used to throwing. If you look, the whole year, that's all he did was throw Mm -hmm. it to Devontae Adams. Open or not, he was going to make the catch. So that's all he knew. He didn't think about running in because he was going to throw it to him. Devontae Adams, to me, and I've said it all along, is one of the best receivers in football right now. Oh, 100. Mm -hmm. 100. One hundred. Yeah. Him, Julio, and um, Cardinals. What's his name? D Hop. D Hop. Yeah. yeah. Him and D. Him and I right there. Yeah. That's it. And I and I, I like I said I would I would I would put him above Julio. Him and D Hop neck and neck. Yeah. Who, Julio two, just doesn't score the ball like that. Mm-mm. He get all the yards, yeah. all the catches. He just don't score. If and he's, he and he's, and he's been hurt a lot lately. If he wasn't hurt so much, it would be different. That but too, his, he has a lot of nagging injuries. Yeah. Him not scoring a, and part of that's not, well, most of that's Matt Ryan. That ain't even really him. And um, the other part is injuries. You take that away, there's nothing else. Mm. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us, man. We'll catch you guys Tuesday. We out. Peace. Peace. Y'all hit that like button, please.